over the top was sumptuous, and Sanchez's skills were sublime. Oh, Rodman! Rodman! The number two pick scores for the Spirit! And the I'm here to talk to you yet again about the Washington Spirit for our podcast, Hey Spirits. I've got with me Joe Dabney. How are you, Joe? Tired as always. <laughs> and Andre Carlisle, how are you? I'm super excited. Um, I didn't think I was going to be super excited <laughs> given how that match started, but uh, woof. yeah, I'm excited to talk about this one. Yeah, we're going to talk about um, the match that was Sunday night, Washington Spirit versus Kansas City at Kansas City. That the Spirit won three to two. Um, it was a goddamn game. <laughs> uh, what, what did you two think overall? I don't think I've ever experienced such intense whiplash from a game. Like, they were down 2-0, and I was like, okay, this is going to be such a game. It's going to be so disappointing. <laughs> then it wasn't. Then it wasn't. Yeah, my my thoughts were like, I know Mark Parsons has said like a, a game like that is coming at some point where just things are against you. I didn't expect the, one of the things to be the fastest goal in NWSL history. I did not expect that. <laughs> I also did not expect uh, that that penalty call either. So yeah, um, given that that is what happened and the response to it, I was just like, I was kind of blown away and it took some very good performances too, which is another reason why I'm like super excited to talk about this game. Yeah, it was, it was very emotional. <laughs> um, but let's, I mean, start at the beginning with that uh, goal by Kansas city, the 20, 22nd second of the match, <laughs> which was, uh, I feel pretty disheartening for the viewers and for the, the team, the spirit. Um, what, did, what did you think about that one, Joe? I'm not even sure I had blinked yet when she scored. I'm going to be so honest. Like, game started, not even sure I had one full blink, and then she scored. Not going to compliment it. I'm past that point, complimenting other teams. But I didn't hate it, all I'm going to say. Yeah, I felt like, I mean, it was just really good. It was really good team play. They came in absolutely prepared, and the Spirit were not. They were not ready to go. (laughs) I I gotta be honest. I feel like that's a little harsh. I feel like that's a little harsh. They let that happen. (laughs) it was a well okay so yes you get Dabinia running down the flank that's never a good situation but the ball in was actually dealt with like we had we had players in between her and her target of Cooper problem is it took a very 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 fortuitous deflection and went right to Michelle Cooper and not even like a weird deflection where she just had to, re- she like you can give her props for reacting like first time touch and getting it across the line. Like, no, it went right to her foot for her to settle it and then strike it. And it's like one of Michelle Cooper's biggest things is striking. Like she's got an outrageous shot. She's very, very technical and good with the way she shoots the ball. You just can't get like two touches in front of the box. And I just felt like that was like, it was all the result of the deflection. And so I felt I felt like that was super harsh to, to have done, uh, especially given the fact that like the spirit pretty much had it covered except for that deflection. Yeah, it was definitely a bit of an, an error by the, the defense there. Um, but I mean, I think this it was such a bad start to the game. I really do think it shook them. And I think that was the whole first half was colored by that 
really quick goal. Um, Cause after that, you know, I think they only got two shots in the first half. Um, you know, current, we're also having trouble finishing, getting something done. Um, but I, I, the spirit did not look in control for really any of the first half to me. Um, just like they were, they were reacting more quickly than they wanted to. They weren't taking time to think things through because they felt so pressured and rushed by kind of the onslaught of, of current players after that. Yeah. So one of the, one of the things that I think is very, very interesting um, about, and I know we've talked about it on this podcast before, is just like the mental, like the psychological aspects that go on in the game. So of course you give up a goal. Kansas City has been playing poorly. This is a chance for them to say, we may be on the like bottom of the table, but if we beat this team, like this team is near the top of the table, we beat this team. And now people start to see they're like, we're for real. You know, they had DiBernardo back. They had Gattrall back. That was the first time they started in midfield in the regular season game. And that's, I mean, that was basically Chicago, the Red Stars, their whole midfield. And you see what's happening to the Red Stars without them. So like, they're very important. They're very solid players. And it just seemed like the psych- the psychological impact of that deflected goal was like massive. The spirit were like, all of a sudden, this is not how the game plan was supposed to go. This is not how anything was supposed to go. And then you have Kansas City, who the one thing they focused on is their solid midfield and building up their attack. They have Dabinia, one of the best players to play in the NWSL ever. And they got her and she's just like flying already with a goal. And it's just like, you could see it. And I thought the Spirit did pretty well to hold on. I mean, that could have gotten super out of hand super quickly. I actually, I agree. But especially if you consider how many games this season so far, the Spirit just had a really slow start. And Kansas City just kind of like pushed them for it. Like literally, they started so quickly compared to how fast the Spirit had been starting. And like you said, it could have gotten worse. So the fact that it didn't is... Such a great feat, so fine, perfect, but at the same time, not even a minute into the game, and they scored. It's hard not to say that's a pretty deflating moment. Yeah, I mean, to me, it really did feel like it was going to get worse. I I mean, obviously, they came back to win. It was, we'll get to that and how triumphant Nassim was, but I did not think they could do it, <laughs> um, especially, you know, 23rd minute after that, um, there was a, a handball call that uh, everyone, including Mark Parsons, was very upset about. <laughs> Um, the first of at least two handballs against the Spirit, plus a third was looked at. So a very rough night for bounces and Spirit arms. Um, <laughs> but so Dabinia got a penalty kick, of course, landed that. And later in the half, I mean, after Asha Sanchez scored, which was very much needed, um, they looked like they were going to go up 3-1. to one. And luckily that goal was called offside. But if that had been good, I, I think it was just so demoralizing. I don't know if they could have come back from that. Yeah, that was that was definitely like a scary moment. I thought that so so I said like, you know, it didn't seem like it like it could have gotten a lot worse and I think with the penalty it did get quite worse and that sucked because it was also like and I I kind of like I agree and disagree with Mark Parsons. I agree because what else do you want Ashley Hatch to do? Like you're jumping in the air, you use your arms to jump when you jump. And especially if you're trying to get a ball and if you miss it, your body's going to like contort before you land so that you can like, you know, either protect yourself, prepare to like defend or whatever you got to do when you land. 
there's no way she could have known that the ball behind her was going to be like played back in. It hits the back of her arm. And on one hand, I'm like, that's harsh. On the other hand, I'm like, if that would, if the roles were reversed, if you, if you swap the uniforms, you know, swap the kits, and I'm just like, I would probably want that call because who knows what could have been the end result of that ball had it gone back into the box. Maybe we score, you know? So I get having to, having to make that call, but I hated it, especially for the luck of that first like deflection that we were talking about. Like those two things, first 23 minutes of a game, you're down 0-2. That sucks a lot. <laughs> yeah. And absolutely, I mean, you're right. They've absolutely had that call go their way this season before. So I, it, it was fair, but it was, didn't feel right. <laughs> I do agree that it was fair, but didn't feel right. But at the same time, they were down to nothing and they looked frustrated, but they didn't look out of it, if that makes sense. But they were playing frustrated. They still looked like they wanted to be in the game, but they didn't look like they had given up, which is like proof because like how the game ended, but where it was at that point, it didn't look like it was over. Yeah. And of course, very shortly thereafter, uh, <laughs> they did score. Um, Ashley Sanchez took it upon herself to get the team a goal. Great job. Uh, shot from outside the box. What did you think about that one, Joe? Beautiful. She looked like she was so mad. Like she just, like she just wanted to do it herself and she did. And it was beautiful. Yeah, this is, this, so there, these are two things that I've wanted to see from Sanchez. One is just like go and get it. Like I know when, when she first got here and, and when she played at UCLA and we've seen it, at, you know, just about every game with the spirit she is one of the most difficult players to cope with 1v1. So I thought it was really smart to stick her in midfield because especially if you're, you know, you have another team pushing up, all she really has to do is beat one player and then she's driving towards goal. Um, and, and in this one, she, you know, had a good run. And the thing I've, I've said this before on the podcast too, my thing with Sanchez, when she shoots, she usually puts way too much air under the ball. Usually they, the ball floats, you know, there's not enough power to get by the goalkeeper. They have to be placed so perfectly in order to get in there. I know this shot took a deflection, which you could see from the reverse angle. And I think that's what it was. But to me, it was the type of shot that she took that I was really uh, like happy to see. Um, it was kind of a side foot. She was definitely going for that side of the post. It may not, or that, um, that, that narrow angle. Uh, it may not have gotten there without the deflection, but uh, the, it doesn't matter in the end. But those are the kind of shots I think I, I would like to see her her take. Um, you know, really well-placed shots, quick shots, keep them clo closer to the ground than, than in the air. And I think she can, she can actually add quite a few goals uh, from doing that. And I thought this was a great example of what happens when you do shoot that way. Um, and especially, I mean, the whole, the whole movement was quick. It was quick. It was decisive. And that's the kind of stuff I like to see. I, I agree with that because, you know, we so often, you probably said this, see her taking these out shots from around that same area, but sometimes successful, sometimes not. Glad to see this one. Um, she's on a hot streak now, two games, two goals. Um, so good for Ashley Sanchez. Um, so after that, you know, they, they went into the half. There were a couple changes at halftime. Um, Hatch went off. Solano came on. Jarena went off. Sheba, Sheba came on. Um I think both good good changes brought a lot of kind of pace and energy that was needed at that point. I think there was also a little bit of formation shift. I think Mark Parsons talked about that. I'm not sure exactly. Like they just spread out a little bit. Is that what did you see that, Andre? You mean the the formation yeah. shift? 
Yeah, so, yeah, we talked about that a little bit post-game. And what they basically did is is it seemed like they dropped a midfielder and basically made it uh, double sixes. So it was kind of like a, I guess it's 4-2-3-1, I suppose, is what it would what it more, more likely to seem like. Um, but, yeah, they just really needed something to be able to stop, you know, being able to beat one. Because that's the other thing. Just like I was talking about Sanchez, Dabinia does that all the time. Beats one player and now you're you're struggling and and she's one of the best finishers. She's one of the best chance creators in the league. So it's really really unfortunate when that happens. So I, I thought it was really smart to do. It's the first time the Spirit have actually changed their formation in the middle of the game. And I thought, well, really all season because they started with the same formation, ended with the same formation. Uh, so I thought it was a really smart and actually kind of a cool look to see um, in terms of Parsons' mindset that like some coaches can be so committed to what they do, how they play and just tell the players to go out there and perform harder and you're good. But he saw it as this isn't a matter of just like wanting it more or more intensity. This is actually like we're losing a numbers battle and we need to fix that. And they fixed it. And I thought that kind of coaching flexibility is really important to note because you don't often, you don't always get that. I also do think it speaks a lot to how they started off the season, how they would be down and then they would just kind of look frustrated and how we even talked, and maybe I'm mistaken, but how we even talked about how they don't adapt as often and as quickly as they should throughout the game, especially in the later halves. And this game just proved that they are slowly but surely getting there. And this game a little quicker, to be honest. Yeah, I, I to me, it felt like there was also probably a mentality shift in that second half. Um, it did feel like they were, you know, in addition to the, the changes that were made, a little calmer on the ball, um, like, you know, not as rushed, feeling a little more in control of the game. Um, and they, they did end up having, I think for most of that half, they had the vast majority of the shots on goal. Um, Kansas City had some chances, but not, and I should say, just shots, not shots on goal necessarily. Um, but Washington was a lot more dominant that second half and then ended up getting two beautiful goals that I think we would like to talk about in the uh, – or on the 80th minute was the first one, and then like 87th. Yeah, so I want to note something that you mentioned um, before halftime. That offside goal was huge, the goal being called offside. This is where I like, I have my beef with VAR. But, and actually, shout out to the linesman, because the linesman called it immediately. And then it went to VAR because it was so close, but they absolutely got it right. I don't know how the hell they saw that, because it was just, it was literally like a toe. It wasn't, it wasn't not a lot. Uh, but I was really glad to see that didn't go in because you're right. Like the mindset shift to one, you're feeling like, okay, we had some very bad luck at the beginning of the game, but we have, we not only got a goal back that half, we have an entire half to turn this around three, one that changes things because yes, you can make it three, two or whatever, but then what if it becomes four, two, you know, then they score again, or then, you know, a team can really shut things down to make sure that you can't get that third goal. If they're already up three goals, they don't need to do any pushing. But if you score again, then you equalize, and then the game is 2-2, and now it's an even game like it was supposed to be before 22 seconds in, they have to score a goal. So I thought that mind shift, my, the mindset shift was super, super important uh, by having that goal disallowed and Sanchez scoring before halftime. And yeah, the spirit were much much better in the second half, which obviously is kind of like, of course, 
you didn't concede a goal in the first 22 seconds. Like you didn't concede a handball uh, penalty as well. Like now you can actually play the game you want to play and find the avenues to to put them under pressure. And I thought they did a great job of doing that. And I love the two players that ended up scoring. Yeah, let's talk about the first one, which was uh, Paige Mateo's goal off of Alina Solano corner kick. Paige Mateo winning yet another aerial battle to get the the header right into the goal. Um, did you have any, thinks, any thoughts about that, show? I know we keep talking about how much we love the rookie scoring, but it is so exciting specifically when Mateo does it. Like, I don't know what it is, but it's just so captivating. Just there's no other way to put it. And the fact that it came, it's such, like, it wasn't super late in the game, but at that point, it kind of seemed like, oh, it's over. It's, this is how it's going to end. It seemed like it was written in the stars or something. Like, someone fixed it. Someone was like, okay, this is how it's going to go. Perfect. It was, and it seemed so quick, too, like, the way it happened. It was like, oh, wait, they scored? And then it was just great. It was great. No, it absolutely felt like the game was going to end 2-1. to one. It was the 82nd minute. I agree. It was great to get the equalizer at that point. Yeah, it. It. I think even though the Spirit had better play and, you know, I still think Kansas City looked dangerous. You're always going to look dangerous when you have Dabini on the pitch. And so that was that was kind of the scary thing uh, is that they couldn't they couldn't really go all out searching for uh, an equalizer, searching for a winner because you leave your back line exposed. And, you know, we're going to talk about Tara in a little bit. But because uh, she did a tremendous job, but like that's scary. Like that, they can score a goal in a blink in the blink of an eye, as we saw. Uh, so that that can be a little unfortunate, but yeah, you, the the Spirit did have their chances. I think you know they even though they they there were a lot of block shots, and particularly in the second half, I think I'm looking at uh, the stats now. I think I'm seeing four block shots out of maybe like eight or so shots that were taken um, in the second half by the Spirit. And the highest uh, XG on one of them besides the the Terra goal was uh, Trinity Rodman. And I think it was the cross that she kind of lost in the lights. It kind of hit her head uh, instead of her heading the ball is kind of what ended up happening. Um, so that had, a, that had a pretty high XG because she was able to direct it and it was a pretty well-placed one. I just thought she, she lost sight of it uh, in the lights. But yeah, Paige's goal was awesome. Um, it's what is her third headed goal this season. I think, uh, she's, she's been a target after the game. She was super humble too. She was just like, it's just so like my teammates keep finding me in great spots. And I just, all I have to do is jump. And I'm like, you do give yourself a little more credit than that. Like, I know she's five ten, but having a good leap, having good timing, being able to direct the ball on net is, is also important. Also Lena Solano assist. Another thing, Annie, you, you you brought up, you know, Hatch taking corner kicks instead of being in. And it looks like Solano took over that role and got an assist. I thought, like, the whole the combination of those two players, it, kind of awesome from a spirit person. Like, kind of awesome. Two rookies connecting to draw the spirit level. That's pretty dope. Yeah, Solano was, um, I noticed, because she's been really treated as kind of a one-for-one one sub for Hatch and a lot. And she was taking... Um, corner kicks on that, I believe it's the left side in Hatch's place um, in the midweek challenge cup match too. So that's that's fun to see her get involved in that way. We'd love to see all of our rookies score, of course, and you know, looking forward to when she turns that assist into a goal. <laughs> but yeah, great to get her on the on the board like that. So let's let's talk about Tara. I think it's time. Joe, do you want to start us off with the 
Tara McKeown appreciation. I know we've said it before, and I know I said it before the season even started, but I love her at this position. It is, like, I'm not saying she was made for it, but I'm saying it's pretty perfect. Like, this game was her game. Like, every game she seems to be getting better and better, but this game, she was everywhere. There was no play she wasn't. There was no play. It didn't seem like she was involved in some way. And then that goal, just, again, it didn't seem like they were going to be winning this game. And then when it happened, it was like, holy shit, what? This, like, there's no way to put it. She was the player of the match in my eyes. Yeah. You know what, Joe? I'm going to go a step further than you. I'm going to say it, it It feels like she was born to play this position. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I wouldn't okay, disagree. So, I talked to her, uh, we, we got to talk to her post-game uh, in the press conference, and she was kind of just like, you know, I, I wanted to ask her, like, how, if she's kind of, like, surprised at how well she's adapting, you know, and if she feels like she's a center back now, like, and part of it is, yes, she does, because she's been playing it, like, it's just her reality right now, but it's also, she she's just kind of like, you know, I feel like because I'm a forward, I know what other forwards are going to do. Like, yes, okay, but here's my thing. That's not true for, for like most <laughs> forwards. Like I think you take most forwards and put them at center back. That knowledge is not going to help them much. Um, I think you may you may know, you may think you know, but like timing of tackles, body positioning, um, you know, being able to read plays, those kind of things anticipate what's about to happen. You know that that level of creativity that you guys have to like. You have to see it before it happens, and you have to react. You know, either before it happens or as it's happening she's doing that kind of stuff. And that's, that's the wild part for me is like, I knew that she could be back there. She could, you know, win headers. I know that she could be tough to get by one B one. She's a very strong player and she is tenacious, but it's her ability to read play that I think has been like, and, and time her tackles. Well, um, you know, early in the season, I think she gave up a free kick outside the box. It may have been in a challenge cup game because she had a poorly timed tackle. That's really the only one I remember. Um, this game, they had mid game. They had a cut like a, they showed it on the broadcast of like three key tackles that she made. I think two on Dabinia, one on Kristen Hamilton, and then there was one that I posted uh, because I just thought it was amazing. Like Dabinia got the ball like charging down the flank, and she just like accelerated, got to the ball first, and it was like the cleanest, easiest interception that I've ever seen with Dabinia in the vicinity. She just like collected the ball, Dabinia ran by her, and she just dribbled forward like it was so casual, like, yes, this is what I do. I'm like, you were a forward just a few months ago. This doesn't make any sense, like, against Dabinia. I just, I I was so, like, that was the moment where I was like, okay, Spirit are winning this game. Like, 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 she's on one. She's not letting anybody buy her. She's all over them. She's reading their plays and the through balls and everything they're trying to do. I, she was outrageous this game, just straight up outrageous. I, I I don't even know what else to say. I'm I'm so surprised at this. I'm trying to I've been trying to figure out if I'm more surprised that like if my surprise when I first heard of the move is now like trumped by me being so surprised at how well it's working. Because <laughs> that's my thing. I did not anticipate this. I thought it might be all right. But this, yo, this is wild. Well I know I mean I remember we were all excited to see it and it, I think it has exceeded by far what we thought it would be. I mean, I, I think her performance, like you're talking about, it was just incredible. Um, something I would kind of like to ask her about, maybe we'll get her back on the podcast, um, is, I mean, this team has been so good on set pieces this season. 
and she's gotten to still be involved in the attack and obviously as we saw this game still getting the chance to score goals so i wonder if that kind of you know gives her the the goal scoring action she needs to <laughs> to still feel fulfilled by that um i i'll think of a better way to phrase that but <laughs> I, I think that's probably a lot of what you miss having been a forward and going to defense so i you know, i don't get to score but here she is scoring a goal um and not even like a typical set piece goal really it was a really nice um ball from Doreen Bailey who i thought had an excellent game um kind of just right into the box um right behind Kansas City's back line and Tara just kind of beat them to it it was like they were not expecting her she just got in there and pretty much one touch ball in the net looked great I do think it's important too to add that the goals she has scored this season were so crucial to the spirit winning like they were just it wasn't just like oh she got up there she scored it was like this was intentional it was part of the game it was like she's just so good at her position it's so hard like if someone that didn't watch the spirit last season or even before that went like oh she wasn't meant to be there it's so hard to imagine her not being at this position now yeah i i agree i think her goal was awesome and super well deserved because of the game she played and you know it'll be interesting to see if she like and Annie, I think this is part of it, you know, like if she's able to still contribute and attack in the ways that she's kind of familiar or more familiar to her, maybe this role seems like this can be hers because, you know, center backs still score goals, especially women's soccer. You get quite a few center backs like Mappy Leon for uh, Barcelona, scores, scores free kicks, scores all kinds of things. Wendy Bernard as well. She scores headers all the time, but she also scores. Um, they'll, they'll play her as a striker sometimes. Um so, like, you still do have defenders that can get on the score sheet. And the thing that I think is smart about this move is that you can get in those moments, you can get an extra, basically an extra forward, an extra body in there who has those instincts. And I know that um, somebody else made the run with her. And I can't remember who it was, but it was like it was it was a, it was the exact same run. It's just that the ball ended up better place for Terror to get to it. She kind of made the wider run. And it was very, very good. Uh, a nice touch as well. We know the the headers. She's hit the bar. She's missed on a few headers before. Uh, this was just good to see her get the ball and just very calmly pass it into the net. I thought, excellent. And I have to, we must, we must, we must shout out Dorian Bailey. That was her weak foot assist. And that's crazy. To put that ball in where she did, that's really hard to get right. And she just nailed it. Yeah, that, w- that was really well placed. And I... Like I said, I feel like she was really she's been, I think, better in the attack, um, just being more involved both on attack and defense. Um, I think her game has really improved this season, um, and and that was a great, great, uh, great ball in. I liked it. I was trying to look up while you were talking, and I didn't get there yet. Did Tara score in the Wednesday game as well? I think she did. Yes. So clearly uh, on a little bit of a hot streak, just like Sanchez. <laughs> Um, cause she, she scored the spirits only goal in the challenge cup game midweek. So hopefully we'll get another goal from her on Friday. Would be great to see it. Did anybody else have anything they want to talk to talk about, about this game? I just want to mention like this game, not only was it just fun, like good entertainment. Like after you go down Oh two, that, that just sucks for you watching your team. And, but you, if you hung with them, if you hung, you know, through the rest of the game, you were very much rewarded because they turned it around with three unanswerable. Yeah, three unanswered goals, and that's very fun. Shows the kind of potential of this team. And I think 
one thing we've kind of been looking at with all the draws, because they still drew a lot this season, has been like, can you get that decisive moment? Can you turn no points into a point? Can you turn one point into three? They turned 0-2 into three points, which is kind of awesome. Like, I think that's kind of a, a big step. I think we should kind of make sure we mark this moment. Who knows what the rest of the season is going to look like? But I think it's important to note this moment is kind of one that's very important for the team in terms of like how they handle situations when they don't go well. Um, and being able to complete a comeback like this against that team by keeping them quiet, I mean, I that's huge for me. So like I'm really, really, really excited about it because it was a fun game from a spirit perspective. Put them on top of the table. They needed the three points to get there. But beyond that, I think there's something else that's important to note. And it's that mentality kind of thing of making sure that like you can you can complete things like that. You can complete comebacks. And I didn't think we would quite be there just yet with this team, but we we might be there already. It's also pretty cool just considering how like at the beginning of the season and even last season, this game would have ended 0-2. Like it would it would have been a loss. It could have even been a draw. But they truly have adapted in how they're adapting in-game. And it's just so fun. Also, I do feel like every single time we talk shit about one aspect of their game, they go and directly fix that thing. Not saying they're listening to us, but talking shit does work. Did we talk shit last time? I don't remember. <laughs> we didn't talk shit about how they don't adapt fast enough in like the past three weeks. So they slowly got the message. And I'm saying thank you. I think that's fair. I think my only thing I was going to add was I wanted to call out um, Aubrey Kingsbury. I thought had a good game. Um, there was one goal or one scary situation, I guess, in particular, was not a goal um, where, you know, Dabinia was just running full speed at her 1v1 and she did what, you know, what she can do in these situations, um, just stayed really patient, came out, tried to anticipate what Dabinia was going to do, blocked off her options um, and ended up, you know, forcing, forcing the ball really away from the, from the goal um, and just showed she's just such a talented 1v1 goalkeeper and really able to anticipate what the players are going to do. Like I said, stay calm and and not <laughs> panic. Um, I, I think her, her experience and her talent was just so important to this team. And, and that was great to see so much in this game. Yeah, I agree. Um, that was another, remember when she did that too? I can't remember who else it was, but she, she took the ball right off their foot and that's not supposed oh, yeah. to happen. Uh, she almost did the exact same thing, except she was able to like move, push the ball wide and like make Davinia kind of, run wide and then turn around and give it. And the thing is she followed Dabinia. So as soon as Dabinia turned around, she was right in her face. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, like Aubrey is intense in those, in those one V1 moments. And it was, it was great to see. I think that sequence ended up being flagged offside, but I think again, with like the psychological impact, like, you know, that even if you get by, you know, one, you're trying to get by Tara, she's absolutely everywhere and like causing problems, but then you have a goalkeeper who can do stuff like that. It's very, very difficult. And not saying Dabinia can't get by her, not saying Dabinia couldn't, but the spirit whole thing is being tough to beat, tough to score against. And I think those are two big reasons why uh, the whole back line. And then also, of course, Kingsbury. I'm glad to see her back and uninjured after yes, that was uh, scary. last weekend. So, okay. I think we're, we're good on uh, the current game. I think we're going to take a little break and then come back and just talk a little bit about um, the next game coming up. Okay, so um, 
got another game coming up in just a couple days, really. Um, Washington Spirit traveling to Portland to play the Thorns on Friday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. So a very late game. Um, get your coffee ready if you're on the East Coast like us. Um, Andre, what should what do we need to know about this game other than be afraid? <laughs> yeah, this game is going to be fascinating. Like I was honestly at one nil down, two nil down. I was, you know, even two one down. I was like, oh, this could be a very bad week for the spirit. <laughs> this could really, really suck. Um, but that's another reason why I think getting getting the win against Kansas City was so huge. Because now you can go into Portland, and yeah, of course, you don't want to lose the game. But not only do you have the confidence boost in knowing what you're capable of. So if Portland, you know, knock on wood, if they happen to score, <laughs> then we know we can equalize uh, and come back on them. So, like, that's an interesting thing. Of course, it's the team that Mark Parsons used to coach, so that's going to be very interesting as well. He is super familiar with a lot of these players as well. Um, he did a lot of the roster construction for that team um, as as well. So, like, that's going to be interesting uh, to see how like the, the things the spirit do that maybe other teams haven't done to try to cause them problems, but there's, there's really no like denying it. No, no getting around it. Like the thorns are scary as hell. Like they, they have by far scored the most goals in the league 29 uh, in the regular season. They are 10 ahead of number two. OL rain scored 19. Spirit have scored 18, thanks to those three, against Kansas City. Uh, but yeah, like 29 goals already. They usually are consistent near 40 goal scorers. They're going to probably blow by that um, by the end of the season. Uh, they, they, they could really be, I don't know what the record is, but they might set it because they are on an absolute tear. So this is going to be a very difficult game. I'll be kind of interested to see if the 4-4-2 diamond sticks or if the double sixes we kind of start with that to kind of keep uh, Portland quiet as much as we can or try to cause them as many problems as we can. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated from the game from a tactical standpoint, but also, like, thank God we got the win against Kansas City. I do think it'll be fascinating from a very unique perspective, I guess, how I've been thinking about it. The Spirit do play up to teams. They really can when the moment is right, like, oh, rain. San Diego, Angel City, teams that on paper you think they'd lose to or at the very least have a draw, they won. So I don't want to count the spirit out against Portland, but at the same time, I want to be very realistic and just hope for the best. Because when you said they had 29 goals on the season so far, I'm just thinking like, wow, how? Like, that's so many. But they can play up to teams. And I think considering how the previous game went how quickly they adapted and how even when they were down they weren't out I think it'll it'll be useful to take that from that game and put it to this game worst case scenario yeah I I agree I mean I I yes Portland's scary but I don't want to like I don't want to downplay the Spirits chances because they're on top of the table for a reason um they've won six games same as Portland also the same as North Carolina, also the same as Old Rain, also the same as San Diego Way. Uh, but it's in the fact that the Spirit have lost the fewest games this year. They've only lost one game, one regular season game, just one. The Thorns have lost two. Um, everybody else is over three, four. Uh, Pride are at seven. Red Stars eight. And Kansas 30 now is at nine. Um, oh. 
so like yeah it's it's the the spirit are have kind of done that thing where they make themselves tough to beat so i think they will be a formidable challenge for portland as well of course the caveat there it is away at portland they have very one of the best environments in the nwsl um it will be hostile will be interesting um Hopefully, you know, the Kansas City game was a little warm up for that, um, experiencing that, because I think they had a good crowd there as well um, for, for the Kansas City game. But yeah, I'm I'm excited about this one. You know, I, I do think that Portland are scary, but the Spirit have a few things that they can do. And Portland's, you know, their defensive problems still exist. For all of the teams in the playoff spots, They've conceded the most goals by far. I think the closest one is also Oil Rain. They've conceded 14. But, like, you're looking at some, like, honestly, Houston's only conceded 10. Louisville's only conceded 12. So, like, 16's a pretty big number, and they're going to be without Becky Sauerbrunn because, as we heard, she is also out the World Cup. And their defense just, like, is not the same without her, just like I don't expect the U.S. women's national team's defense to be the same without her. Um, like, yeah, that's a major problem for them to fix. And I'm not too sure they have the personnel to, to solve it completely for the rest of the season. Yeah. I think their defensive issues are why I'm kind of wondering, I, I feel like the spirit could take two different kind of plans of attack here for the game. Um, which one is, you know, like you're talking about, keep this kind of formation shift, try to be more defensive, keep them from scoring the dozens of goals we know they can score or, you know, come into it also really offensive and try to match their attacking energy and, and beat them that way because they, they have had a couple games like that, Portland, that were high scoring on both sides. And and they've, I mean, you know, they've lost very few games, but so have the spirit. So I'm, I'm curious to see if we're going to get a little bit of a goal fest instead of a uh, just real defensive battle. But we'll, we'll see. I think it'll be fun. I think either way, it'll be a very fun match. But I also do have a lot of faith. No more nervousness. I have a lot of faith in the spirit. This last game just like proved pretty much everything that we were like hoping for, especially at the beginning of the season. And I think it's coming at like the right time. Like they're not peaking too soon and they're subbing all the right players, especially with the World Cup coming up. I think it's, this is working in their favor and they have a great chance Friday. Yeah, to be honest, you know, Portland, they're Portland, but (laughs) three to two, against the Red Stars. They let the Red Stars kind of come back. They really needed that third goal in order to secure the win on that one. So like that was a that was a back and forth game when it really didn't have to be. Portland was clearly the better team, but there were again defensive issues that ended up causing them two goals. Um, and that could have been a draw. Orlando Pride beat them in Orlando three to one. They have a three to two in the Challenge Cup against Angel City. They have a three to three against North Carolina. They have a three to three against Angel City in the regular season. Like you can, this is going to be the interesting thing. This is why I said I think the Kansas City game in the short term and hopefully the long term, but in the short term, especially this week, is you kind of know that like even though Portland can score goals, especially with their defense, you can get them back. And of course, I don't. I I would love to not have another situation where the Spirit have to come back from 2-0 down. <laughs> that doesn't seem fun to me. I don't want to live that life again. It was fun. It was unexpected, but let's not make a habit of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I do think that getting goals back against Portland that you need to get, or maybe even just scoring goals, um, a, a few goals, I, I really do feel like the Spirit are bound for a kind of a goal explosion. 
a bit, right? I mean, three is a lot in, the, in for Kansas City, but you know uh, what was it? Sanchez, McKeown, and Mateer. So like Robin can get goals, Hatch can get goals, yep. you know, Solano can get goals. Like I, I want to see, I want to see some, some good finishing from some of the players that we've been <laughs> expecting to score a lot of the goals. I agree. I'm I'm ready for it. I'd love to see spirit goals. Um, Give me like a five one versus Portland. Wouldn't that be amazing? I was just going to say a 6-2, so I feel oh, like we're in the no. same route right there. I feel like we're we're pretty close. <laughs> All right, as long we as... might be going a little out of control, but hey. No, no I feel like if we're going to be guessing, we're going to be guessing big numbers. Like, everyone gets a goal. From the I don't want to hear that any of us on this uh, discussion were rooting for any particular player to score from Portland. I don't want to hear about it, okay? It didn't happen. You didn't feel that way. Here's the problem, nope. though. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> You don't really understand how I feel about Crystal Dunn and Sophia Smith, so this is a bit of a problem for me. I'm we do follow you on Twitter. <laughs> yes, we I am going to be super conflicted if it happens to be one of them. But like I, this is why I say I want to. I would love to see the spirit. You know, let's go spirit score like three or four goals, and then maybe like Sophia and Crystal Dunn combine for two, maybe three, make it interesting. You know, I, I want to see them do well, but I want to see the spirit win. Is, is that too much to ask? Listen, maybe they'll both have an excused absence and <laughs> they won't be there. <laughs> I do feel like it's fair since I did get a Marta goal. I feel like you can get one. You can't get both. Stop. No. You can get one. I mean, I don't want that then, to happen. It's just the Joe. right circumstance. If the spirit like up by plenty of goals, sure. But I don't, I, until that happens, I don't want anybody <laughs> scoring against the spirit. I just have to say that right now. Okay. We'll bring a little asterisk <laughs> next to this prediction. Don't give any permission, okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> the one thing I will say is that please make sure you mark Crystal Dawn in the box. <laughs> she has scored so <laughs> many goals from just like a low cross being to her and nobody's near her. Uh, I think she scored like four goals that way this season already. So like, I know that the, the defense is good. Tara's very good at, at cutting those out as well. So like, I know they'll be fine, but I'm just saying something to look for, look to because it happens a lot, a lot more than it should. But again, not every back line can be the Spirits' back line right now. Not everybody has a Terra, which is I'm kind kidding. of a stupid thing to be saying these days. Like, I already know we sung her praises, but it's so exciting just imagining this game for her. Like, I can already picture it. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be a I'm hell of excited. a test. I'll say that. But she's for stepped sure. up to every other test. I mean, what? We had Alex Morgan. She played very well. Um, Lynn Williams, very well. Insane. Well. Very well. So, like, Sophia Smith is a completely different situation. She's strong as hell, too. So this will be interesting. But, like, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Love Andy, Mark, Sophia. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need more than one, I will say. And yeah, then you'll yeah, have yeah. to make sure that the rest of the thorns don't beat you. So this is going gonna to be fascinating. So that one, 1030 on Friday night. Um, should be on Paramount Plus, um, probably NBC Sports Washington as well. If you're in the DC area, um, watch it. Should be fun. And uh, I think we're gonna go Spirits. Joe, do you think? Are we saying it on three? I never know. Okay, I'm gonna be so honest with you. I never know. I was gonna make you say it, but let's. I'll we'll I'll count go, down. Go Spirits. That's it. Okay, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We'll be back next week with another episode. Remember to like, subscribe, review, and rate five stars. You can follow us on Twitter at Hey Spirits, and as always, go Spirits.